0: Sportsbeat Extra with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie I'd like to thank you, the people
1: of Wexford. There's more issues than the travel. I said I just can't do it's it. As games go on and you don't get a goal. You start to have little questions in the back of your mind. Ah, shit.
2: Welcome back to the latest edition this Saturday the 29th of May The sun is finally out, crowds are coming back to stadiums And the southeast is full of elite sporting action So let's dive in on this week's Sportsbeat Extra On this week's show We hear from Wexford woman Facing a new challenge
1: No they didn't quite see The best of me um, I still do feel like That I did have good opportunities Especially in, in the first half Of the season um, Ultimately the decision is mine and, and it's down
2: to me to make We speak to new Wexford FC manager Ian Ryan As they finally grab Their first win of the season
3: It takes real guts To change the swing of events And hopefully that was A change last night
0: And we
2: talk to Waterford ladies football manager Kieran Curran Ahead of the second South East derby of the weekend
0: quarters. Behind the team obviously makes a big difference um, on the day of matches, and just, just the atmosphere around it is what everybody loves.
2: But first, Rihanna Jarrett is currently a free agent, having parted a company with women's Super League side Brighton and Hove Alvion earlier this month. The former Wexford Dude striker was speaking to the assembled press this week about her time in the South Coast and the challenges that lay ahead.
0: Sportsbeat Extra with the Boyle Sports app available now. This
1: is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie. No, to be honest, I, I felt it was something that was coming. Um, obviously I haven't played too much since the the turn of the year. Um, obviously as a player, you you know. Um, and for me. I had a good talk with Hope and we were open and honest in our conversations and, and we both feel that, that I need to be playing and that game time is, is what's important for me at the minute. And obviously, unfortunately, she couldn't promise that. And, and I'd never obviously ask her to, to promise that. But we had an open and honest conversation. We were both on, on the same page. So it, it wasn't really a surprise.
2: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned there that, you know, you, you didn't probably play as much as you would have liked um, recently. How would you assess your time at the club in general? I mean, obviously it didn't help when you got there that it was it was interrupted so quickly by COVID. Um, do, do you feel like they, they saw the best of you there or were, were there enough opportunities to, to do that?
1: Um I feel that no, they didn't quite see the best of me um I still do feel like that that I did have good opportunities, especially in in the first half of the season but but overall, it was a fantastic experience. It was a fantastic club to be to be involved in. I mean the backing from the men's side towards the women's side we we couldn't ask for for anything more and the group of girls at the the team at the time and and the core group of girls that were there were absolutely fantastic it was kind of like a home away from home and especially with all the uncertainty with covid and not being able to travel home and, and all the restrictions it was just a great group to be around and the staff members from from everyone involved in the club i can't speak highly um about my time at the club obviously it was just the, the football side which which wasn't quite working out which obviously is what i was there for so um no hard feelings in, in terms of me moving on and, and looking for a, another opportunity
2: yeah, how did you find, you know, finally getting to adapt to to life in a professional setup? Presumably, that that's going to stand to you going forward now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the the last year and a bit is definitely going to stand to me. It was all a learning curve this year. Obviously, my my first experience of of full time football, but also the the top level in the women's game. I think the WSL is arguably the the best league in the world at the minute. And um, so it was fantastic experience. I've learned a lot about myself, both as a player um, and more importantly as a person as well. And I think those experiences um, I'll carry with me and, and hopefully the, my experience in full-time football will stand to me in my next venture.
2: Yeah, and, and can you say what is next for you now? Are you looking to stay in England or are you likely to, likely to come back home or, or what are the options?
1: Um, so we're, we're, we're looking everywhere and um, there's been been a few offers at the minute, but um, I'm just focused on the doubleheader we have against Iceland coming up now in, in, in just under two weeks. That's what my focus is on and, and I have people working in the background trying to figure out the rest um, for me as I said it's just important that I concentrate on what's coming up and what I know for sure at the minute um, and we'll deal with the rest as it comes. Yeah, no, it's fantastic to see the, the Women's League of Ireland this year and to see the, the profile of the game growing and the ac- accessibility of the game. I think for me, even when I was over in Brighton this year, it was great to be able to just turn on the laptop and, and tune in and watch not only Wexford it's my old club, but but the rest of the clubs play as well. And I think once that profile continues to grow, once there's more awareness around it, I think the numbers that you'll get to to see the games, hopefully when fans are allowed back, you'll see more and more people in supporting the teams as well. But for the girls playing in the league, it's fantastic. You see that the highlights are going up. You see that the goals are being shown. You're seeing more and more media. And then you're also seeing that they're getting interaction with with interviews week in, week out as well with the, the, the League of Ireland page, which is which is fantastic. And we want to see more and more of that.
0: It Just um, having um, done, done well initially at Brighton and then unfortunately being let go, it hasn't dampened your enthusiasm from maybe staying in,
1: in England no absolutely not I mean unfortunately that is part and parcel of the game and um, it, it is all about how you do and, and the game time and then what the manager wants and, and is looking from you and um, just because things haven't worked out upright and for me it, it doesn't mean that things aren't going to work out elsewhere and um, as I said I've worked so hard to get into the position that I'm in so now I'm just looking forward to, to getting a new opportunity and finding myself on the pitch again and, and then just growing in confidence.
0: I just find one for me. Well, we unfortunately, with, with, with the with the COVID situation hitting even the the, the men's Premier League uh, financially, is there any sense in England that the, the COVID situation has, has has forced clubs in the, the women's league there and and in, and in the Championship as well there to okay. maybe cut that cloth a bit?
1: No, I I don't think so. I think the women's game in England is, is still moving in the right direction. Obviously, naturally there there was fears that with everything that's happened with COVID, which the men's teams losing a lot of money financially, that that things were gonna kinda take a turn for the worse. But obviously you've seen quite recently with the news that Sky Sports and BBC are, are taking over the broadcasting rights for the women's game in England, which is absolutely fantastic. and um, it's great to see, but it's also great to see that there's more money being pumped into the women's game and Ultimately, you see the way the men's game has gone now. It is that money talks. And, uh, and ultimately, once the money is there and the foundation is there is when you start to see the results. And I think a lot of teams are, are jumping on board with that. Um, and hopefully the, the women's game will continue to grow, that the men's teams will, will start to incorporate the women's teams more into the day-to-day running of things. And, and ultimately, that the end goal is, is to have the full 100% back in from, from the men's clubs. And, and that's the only way that the women's, the women's side is going to grow. Sports Beat Extra
0: with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus gamblingcare.ie.
2: So we're delighted to be joined on the phone by uh, Wexford FC manager Ian Ryan. And Ian, I suppose, look. Um finally um it's been a tough old season um for Wexford in twenty twenty-one. Um after uh, nine attempts. Uh, finally a win in the SSC Airtricity First Division and just before the um, the mid-season break as well. 2-0 against T D last night. Um, I suppose, tell us a little bit about the game last night and I suppose um, really a brilliant start and a very tense end.
3: Yeah. Uh, brilliant, really. Brilliant results, brilliant performance. Uh, probably made it harder for ourselves than, than we needed to. Um, first half, had a... It- with a couple of really good chances to to go two up in the in the first half, and that probably would have changed changed the game. And likewise in the second half, um, again just couldn't put put that second one away. Um, and I think when we did that, uh, it kind of took a bit of weight off the lads' shoulders, and uh, they believed that we're go- we'll get there. But um, yeah, Paul got sent off late late on, but listen, to be honest, it didn't make too much of a difference the lads. Really worked hard and got got around the pitch well, uh, and we still had chances to go and score the other end. Um, but we always had to try Cavendish with with their style of play, and that type of, uh, we had to defend properly.
2: Yeah, and I suppose that sending off Paul—it was well, it seemed like an off the ball instant. It was a second yellow. Did you see much of it? Um, and I, I'm so it was—it was quite impressive, I suppose, for a team that. You know, has lost so many games on the bounce to show such mental strength, and to be down to ten and to still see off a a, a very decent Cavendish side away from home.
3: Yeah, uh, on the ball thing, I don't know. i someone just mentioned that to me last night about an off the ball thing. I, I'm not sure on that one. Uh, I think it was more for his tackle, a late tackle the second yellow ball. Anyway, it was done and he was off. Uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant character, brilliant mental strength and. Uh, I said to the lads beforehand that I know what it's like. Momentum's a horrible thing in football, or it can be a brilliant thing in football. And the momentum was gone against us there for a while, uh, and it takes real guts to change that, change the swing of events. And hopefully that was a change last night, or we can go and be more positive now.
2: Yeah, I suppose. Tell us a little bit about that 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 change since you've come into the squad. It's early doors yet, but I suppose what's the first thing you've tried to change? Because certainly, confidence in the squad has been quite low, especially given the fact that they were off the back of two very heavy defeats before uh, Brian O'Sullivan departed.
3: Yeah, I I think mentally was was my biggest thing. Uh, mentally to try uh lift the players, try give them the belief, try give them the confidence, because. As I said from the start, I'm there because of the players. I'm there because I think the table doesn't reflect what there in the group. Um, mm. So that was my biggest thing, to to get over uh, the belief that I have in them. Then I needed to get over the message and how we wanted to play and how intense we wanted it and how positive we wanted it to be. and um, We managed to do that over the, um, over the number of training sessions that we've had. But I think on an overall context, I think the lads believe what I'm saying to a degree, but there also needs to be proof in what I'm saying works and I and I think that's a massive piece uh, that we gained last night, not just from the win, but it also uh, shows that what we're doing and how we do it will, will be effective.
2: Yeah, and I suppose for yourself as a as a manager new to the league, not not new to the league, but I suppose, you know, you're taking up your first senior management role having i suppose um yeah. been been on board at UCD when they got promoted the course and and uh, having success with the 19s as well but um for yourself how much of it, of that is a confidence boost and i suppose you know you're you're always very clear in your convictions when you're a manager but nonetheless when you see as you say the results of that kind of bearing itself out especially so quickly uh, for a side that have struggled so much this year it must give you real kind of confidence to try and drive on now and 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 drive yourselves up the table because there's not really that much of a a massive difference, cove obviously beat cork City last night, um one nil not a great game, I can tell you from having watched it myself um, but it does mean now just just five points, the gap hasn't changed between yourselves and Cove, but you're getting closer to cork City, um treaty looked to be probably a little bit better, but certainly between yourselves cork City and cove there's there's not a huge amount of difference between the three teams, no, yeah, just
3: on me personally there, I think that me personally is irrelevant really I, I think uh, I think I know what I'm able to do and so on but that doesn't factor into, into anything about how I do things or how I think about things the main thing was the group the group to believe that they, they can produce performances like that and that's the most pleasing thing from from my aspect yeah. Um yeah the league is, is tight and that's what I mean by the table doesn't reflect where we are I, I think we're going we'll put it up to any team in the league that's what we'll do. We won't be rolling over and dying for anyone or sitting back on anyone. Uh, we'll be having a right cut off everyone. Um, and yeah, hopefully the the points will start coming there. I'm not really concerned. Looking at tables at the minute or more, game to game, performances, points, and, and that's how we'll approach it.
2: Mm. Um, you have you have a two week break now, and when I was speaking to Brian a few weeks ago, he had mentioned about resources and Wexford having the smallest budget in the league. Are, are you? How do you feel about getting players in? Do you feel that the squad? Are you happy enough at where they are at the moment? Do you think you'd be able to get a few few guys in? And I suppose where would you be targeting if you were looking for guys to come in? Yeah, listen, I'm
3: happy enough with the lads there. And the lads are, are all honest bunch and they're, they're talented as well. Um, but, yeah, I'll be looking to shake it, shake it up a little bit. Um, we've got Larkin in, obviously, is, is a master addition. Um, we have um, another one already sorted for July, but I'll hold off naming that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, And, uh, yeah, then I'll we'll have a couple of irons in the fire to uh, hopefully come in, in in July, just to freshen things up and add to, add to what we've had. Um, but... The, the most important thing and I said it's on the Larkin piece is the type of people that come in the type of character that come in uh, the type of player that come in that are using it to progress their career and, uh, and uh, make the most and hit their potential
2: um, Yeah because look Larkin's a, a brilliant acquisition um, he's had huge amount of experience in the league um And, you know, it seems, looking from the outside, it seems wise to use him in that sort of role because it's a great opportunity for him personally as well to, to, to kick off his coaching, to make that transition from playing into coaching. But also for yourselves, it gives you a player of, of really high quality, especially, you know, coming up against the likes of Cove and likes against Cork City where, you know, a little bit of quality can probably make the difference.
3: Yeah, it's it's massive. Like Not just the quality he has as a player, but the presence he has there. And I think that's it's in Larkin's, Larkins left back, really. Uh, but I just think we need to utilise his skills as best we can. He, he gives that calmness and assurance to people. He talks to the younger lads through the game. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's a massive piece, piece to what we'll do in the
2: future. Um speaking of of players with real quality um Jack Doherty scored for you guys um last night um, I've seen him a good few times for Wexford. I've seen him for Longford as well. A really, really tidy operator on the ball, very, very clever in terms of how he uses possession. Um, he obviously came to you from Longford. I know there was issues with him training; just it just didn't work out for him in terms of being able to to make trainings and and that. Um, but how confident are you that you'll be able to to hold on to him um, that he won't go looking, maybe trying to sign with an, with another side, maybe in the Premier Division.
3: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm confident in the, on that piece. Um, listen, I don't think that's, that's where Jack needs to be at the minute. Jack needs to uh, get playing to, to how Jack can play. I mean, he was at it last night. Anyone that's seen the game, he was a threat all night attacking, but his walk rate and closing down was was really, really good. So I think from, from Jack's own personal uh, point of view, Jack needs to stay with us and get back playing at that level. And look, if Jack comes... Come November time, if Jack has options, that's that's a uh, positive on our end too, because it means that we've got Jack playing to to his potential, and it means that we'll have been successful. And uh, listen, I'll have to use my charm then to keep him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I'd like to be a fly in the wall for that conversation, um, <laughs> um, Ian. I, I suppose the other the other question I want to ask you is because you look, you'll be no doubt aware of. Um, I suppose where Wexford are at the moment as a club, not just as as a Premier team, um, like a, a very strong women's um, side, um, a, a good underage section, but. Look, trying to get fans in the gate, trying to get local support has been difficult for them, especially recently. Um, is that something that you're concerned with, or is that something you 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 you're you're going to have to kind of occupy yourself with, or is it literally just I'm looking after the first team? If we win, people will come in the gate. You leave that to the others.
3: Um, bit about to be honest with you. Um, first thing on the academy end, and that yeah, that's a big interest to me. Um, mm-hmm. My long-term thing is to get, get players into uh, from our academy into the first team uh, we've had three young lads there going on the international on the 15th I spoke with their parents and their manager there the other day and uh, I want them to know that I'm interested and I want them to know that there'll be opportunities there if they progress the way they should do uh, to come and uh, I think that's important that we don't lose um, we don't lose them players throughout the underage system that they want to come to the first team that they want to make that is attractive there for them to stay and we don't lose them to wherever your Dublin clubs or your Cork Waterfords mm-hmm. uh, so that's a massive piece to yeah the long term plan of what we do but in order to keep them my main aim is the first team to, to do well and uh, that will help keep them because they'll be an attractive place to come and play and they'll get opportunities to play when they're young mm-hmm. Uh regarding the fans and every uh, the of community yeah it's massive I want them there I want them to be a part of it and I don't know what's went on in the past I don't know what I don't want to know what's gone on in the past but I just want a fresh start I want them to come out and listen football football's a fickle game when you're winning games and you're performing well and people come out so mm-hmm. it's up to me once they come out that they come back and, and hopefully they will because the way we play and the positive style that we play with with. Um, and as for the welcome and everything like that, um, it's been hugely positive. People keep mentioning the stuff before and politics involved in it and all this. I've had complete contrast to what people are saying. I think the more people that say it, the more it's believed. But well, I've contacted junior clubs around... Uh, all the junior clubs around Wexford and 99% have come back uh, hugely positive, come back instantly to me. I think that's massive. They want to be part of it. I want to be part of the help in them. Uh, and it's uh, a real piece that we're going to do together to make this uh, this region a positive place to play football.
2: Ian Ryan, uh, manager of Wexford FC. Uh, a, a great 2-0 win against Cavendish last night. Hopefully the first of many, as you say, over the course of the season. Um, thanks for joining us and we'll be chatting soon.
3: Brilliant. Thanks, Gavin.
0: Sports beat extra with the Boyle Sports app. Available now. This is betting. 18 plus gamblingcare.ie.
2: So I'm delighted to be joined on the phone uh, by Waterford's ladies football manager, uh, Kieran Curran. Um, Kieran, look, great to have you on the show. Um, it's the first time we've had you on this season, and um, it's great to be back, I imagine. Great to be back playing. Um, you guys have an all-Southeast Derby against Tipperary tomorrow. A very, very good Tipperary side, and what's a very a tough group, really. Um, I think you know if there's groups of debts. I think that's kind of what you'll be talking about in terms of your group in uh in Division uh one this year. Um, I suppose uh, tell us a little bit about the return um and your opening game in in the league against Dublin.
3: Yes,
0: uh, as you say, Kevin, it, it is great to be back. And um, I suppose the first shoots of summer are, are in this weekend. So the weather looks like look, looks like it's going to be nice tomorrow. So we're looking forward to that um i suppose our game against dublin last week uh, didn't go exactly to plan from our point of view um credit dublin obviously everybody knows how good they are and uh their performance was really good against us last week and uh you know they had a, they had a decisive enough victory but from our own point of view um We'd be we'd be looking to improve on that performance. There's there's definitely elements of it that we need to get better at. Um, we'd be happy enough with we'd be happy enough with, with the amount of scores we got, but just the concession of scores uh, is an area that we we'd be hoping to uh, do a bit better this weekend.
2: Yeah, naturally enough. I mean, six goals conceded last weekend. Is it is it just a case of rust? Is it a case of girls getting used to the system? I suppose. What do you kind of put that down to?
0: Yeah, well, I think I think it's a bit of both, and and obviously, look, the first round of the National League. If you look across the, the hurling games and the men's football games, and even across the Camogie, they they can often um, be hard to uh, be hard to call, really, in terms of uh, every team's uh, preparation is a little bit different. So, um, yeah, so look, uh, we're hoping uh, that we're not to read into it too much, you know. But uh, obviously, look, the focus will be um, the focus will be on um, being a bit tighter in defence uh, ourselves for Sunday and improvement in that regard. Um, but it, it, it is really hard to get a read on it, um, and I suppose a series of games you'd have a better idea really where you do stand. And I think that goes, that that's the same for every team, really. Um,
2: uh, can I ask you, Karen, about the the, the you said it's a very very com- uh, competitive group, which it is, of course. You've looked like the four in a row winning Dubs and and Cork, who are always in and around um, final. Usually, at, you know, a final would be seen as a as a as a, as a minimum for them. Um, you're facing Tip, who I suppose a lot of people People would say is probably your best chance of a result in this league campaign. They were beaten uh, three fifteen to two six, um, a Friday, uh, Friday two weeks ago or Friday last week. Um, I suppose oh, looking forward to that game. What do you what do you make of it? And I suppose of this league campaign in general, what kind of goals or what kind of targets do you have in mind um, to take in towards championship? Well,
0: really, Kevin, what we're looking at doing is. Um Con- continuously improving as a group um so we're happy with our with our panel we have a really good panel of players this year so we're 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 looking at every game to just continue continuously improve our own performances um and that's that, that's that's where we're at and're we're, we're really focused on that um the opposition that we play obviously we, we don't have any control o- over that but we do have control over how we perform every game and benchmark and that so that's that that's that's what we're looking to do as we progress through the league. Um look, I think the Tipperary and Cork game last week um was a good open game. I think Tipperary possibly, you know, could have been a lot closer to Cork. Um just a few decisions and a few and a few scoring chances and maybe got away from them. So it was it was pretty much a competitive game. Um and I don't think the scoreline reflected that. So um, look, Tipper, Tipperary are a really, really good team. Um, they've some excellent players, um, and they're progressing, and they've some young players coming through. So look, our our um, history with Tipperary is that the games that we play against them are, are very tight affairs. There's been, if you go back through the results in recent years, there's been a lot of draws, or maybe a one point victory for either team. So um, I, I've no doubt that it's going to be a tight affair tomorrow. Um, and it'll just be a case of maybe who manages that um, best in the end that might come out on top. So, um, yeah, it's, we're, we're looking forward to it and it's a local derby and um, we're, we're, we're just delighted to be out there again now tomorrow and the weather looks like it's going to be nice and it should be a good open game of football and, um we, as I say, we're just looking for a better performance and we're looking to cons- consistently improve as a group.
2: Is that the kind of message I suppose you'd be relaying to the players just to, you know, you're saying that, look, the weather's nice tomorrow and to try and just enjoy... The, the day try and put in a, a, as best performance you can because I suppose look the, there's no secret the bottom of the group uh, ends up going to a relegation and you were speaking in the context of trying to develop Waterford football you obviously want to be at the top table to do that so um, do, you, do you yourself feel, feel a sense of pressure um, or, And I suppose are you are you trying to just take that off the player's shoulders going into tomorrow's game
0: no well, no, no, I'm not really because that's what we're focused on um we're we're focused on performance i mean, obviously if the performance is good, it gives you a really good chance of of getting a victory um and that's what obviously that's what we're looking for ultimately um but obviously if you do if you don't manage that performance, well then the victory doesn't come so look they're they're joined at the hip it's not about mm-hmm. taking pressure off. Um, I think everybody in this group is, is competitive, and everybody wants to win. So we're no different. Um, but like to, to 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 achieve that, we have to we have to make sure that our performance is at a high level. So that's just that's just the reality of where we're at at the moment. And um, you know, um, at Tipperary and ourselves, uh, we'll be looking at this game tomorrow, and we'll be trying to win. Um, and we're trying to win every game that we go out and do. But the performance underpins the result.
2: Um, I suppose just speaking, um, some good news last night um, and yesterday that the the National League finals will be um, one of the test events for spectators, which I suppose we're hoping will potentially open the door for at least, you know, we've already heard that a couple of hundred fans, but maybe more um, going forward in the championship. Um, I suppose, you know, players are probably a little bit more used to it now because of the fact that they had to Play in front of closed doors um, last year, um, but how much of a difference does that make, especially for a team like yourselves, where you know you oftentimes the crowd can, can kind of have a big impact on on a championship day and um, can give you a real push, especially if you're coming up against uh, one of the more you know the more Crow Park regulars, I suppose if you want to put it that way. So, um, how has there has there been talk about that in the dressing room among the girls, and uh, I suppose how do players kind of react to that because they do have, kind of have to. Like, they have to g- get used to playing with crowds in the way that they have to get used to playing without crowds.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I suppose we haven't really had too much discussion about it, but the, the obvious thing is that um, everybody would love to see supporters there, families and friends and supporters behind the team obviously makes a big difference um, on the day of matches. And just just the atmosphere around it is what everybody loves and would we'll look forward to coming back. So, look, I think it's, in general, in the country, I think there's been a real um mood change in the last couple of weeks the last month or so and it's been really positive um and it looks like this is the the, the latest phase we're going into now where where some supporters will be uh, coming back into venues so look that's brilliant it's great for for players um and it gives them that extra boost and it's great for their families who are very supportive of them to be there at games so it's a really welcome development, and I think it's uh, it's been managed in the correct fashion. So um, everybody everybody involved in sport um, would would love to see the the crowds back. And um, I think look, this is a step by step process, and I think that's the right way to do it, um, because look, it, it really does give everyone a lift when when you have that atmosphere in the grounds uh, come championship matches, particularly. So. Um, yeah, so look, it's a welcoming development, and we're really looking forward to that happening. And I think they're going to trial it in the, the national league final. So I think that's that's a um, that's a great step forward, and um, it, it, it's 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 good for everyone, um, uh, all teams uh, and all players, um, t- to have the fans back because it really drives them on.
2: Absolutely. Um, two o'clock tomorrow afternoon, southeast derby between Tipperary and Waterford in Clonmel. Um, look, Kieran, thanks a million, or Kieran, sorry, Kieran Kern. <laughs> uh, thanks a million for joining us, Waterford a ladies football manager. Uh, and no doubt we'll be speaking later on the season. You're welcome, uh, Kevin. Thank you very much. Sports
0: Sportsbeat Extra with the Boyle Sports app available now. This is betting. 18 plus. Gamblingcare.ie.
2: So that's it from this week's Sportsbeat Extra. Enjoy the sunshine and the sport as we hit the month of June. But up next is TV's Trish Archer with Beat Anthems.